Hi there. Welcome to our annual episode from First Pitch Arizona at the Arizona Fall League. Um, if you ever attended live, you know this starts around 10 p.m. on Saturday night. And we certainly aren't afraid of, of leaning into the after hours aspect of it. And that is definitely the case in this year's episode. So I wanted to issue a bit of a language warning and disclaimer. In our normal episodes, you know, you'll get an occasional curse here and there, but but I know both Justin and I are certainly cognizant um, of not going overboard with it and just, you know, l letting it fly. Um, in this episode, we let it fly a bit. And as such, I wanted everyone to be aware of, of, of what they're getting into. Uh, there's also audience participation that isn't always perfectly captured by the mics, which, uh, you know, kind of creates a little bit of a disconnect between the live experience and what you're about to listen to. Um, and so, you know, I just want everyone to be fully aware of that. Totally understand if anybody wants to skip the episode because of that. Uh, I will say it is not devoid of baseball analysis, particularly in the first half, but it does become more of a late night bar conversation with baseball mixed in across the second half. And as such, listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode 1111 of the sleeper in the bust. It is Saturday, November 5th, perhaps. I'm your host, Paul Spore, and I am live at the Arizona Fall League, joined by Justin Mason and Jason Collette. Gentlemen, hello. Hello. Hola. Talking to your mic. But I've got a little mic issue with the table here. Well, then move and adjust to it, as opposed to just letting it sit here in the middle. <laughs> I'm we'll a do professional. A, we'll I do try a two-man, Jason. Show from behind Jason, the curtain, too. I really should sit in the middle between you it'll, two. It'll be an old, uh, it'll be an old Towers episode. We'll yes. just go solo here. We are live at the Arizona Fall League. Again, estimating. I estimated last year. I think I ballparked it this year. I'm going to say about 11 hundo here. <laughs> Standing room only. We've got a few people squinched up in the corner there. That's tough for them. But thank, thanks, everyone, for coming. Appreciate y'all for being here. 11, 11, uh, 38. Somebody else just walked in. 11, 12. 11, 39. Yeah. 11, 39. The fire yeah. marshal might get involved here. The fire marshal might get involved, but we yeah. will continue all the way. Michael Govier is here, and that counts as like 15 people Michael at Govier. least. Michael Govier. <laughs> We're going to talk some Fall League. Uh, and we're going to talk some drafts. Jason did an auction. I did. Justin and I were in the same draft today. He made some horrendous picks, y'all. I'm going to share them with you. I mean, the Do most horrendous worry. pick was spending time with Paul. That's usually... That's yeah. particularly rude, but that's okay. We will start. We saw a home run derby tonight. First time here at the Arizona Folly. Home run derby. A lot of fun. I thought the format was pretty good. Let everyone bat twice. Take the top two out of the eight. Give them the finals. The winner was the guy nobody knew. You know what he won? Uh, PlayStation 5. Yeah. What kind MLB of breaking the games? bank That's out awesome, for these guys. Imagine playing video games with dweeb, dude. I understand uh, why they were celebrating so great. I mean, yeah, that's an awesome Who price. the hell is Roberto Perez Jr., Justin? Um, he is a prospect for the Mariners who has a ton of power and not much else. Like Roberto that's Perez's Yes. He, he is, is indeed he is. Roberto Perez's son. He's the winner of the Arizona <laughs> Yes. Also correct. <laughs> yes, we're, we're getting a lot of good factual information here for, on for, for those who are Roberto listening back later and not here live with the 1,200 people uh, that are filling up this gigantic room we have here uh, at the Sheraton in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, we have a lot of drunk people because it is about 10 o'clock at night, so there's going to be some noise. And God bless the bartender yeah. who served. All oh you my guys. goodness! Yeah, yeah. Make sure to tip your bartenders. Wildly uh, overworked. Well. Uh, yeah, Roberto, Roberto uh, Robert. Is it Roberto? Robert, Robert Perez uh, Jr. Ton of power, 70 grade power. We saw it tonight. Uh, we saw it literally take an older gentleman off his feet. 
Oh my uh, God! As he attempted right to try, he, tra- he tracked it really well. Put his hand, bare hand up, to try to catch this ball going 110 miles an hour. Straight in the it, chin. Straight in the chin. Um, he survived. He survived. He was fine. That's why I can make the joke and yeah. tell the story a little bit. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> he Perez does not have great contact skills. Like he does not have a very good hit tool. Uh, he crushed high A at the end of the season, but he was also 22 years old. Spent most of it in low A, uh, and struck out 26 percent. At low A. So, like, will he make it to the majors? Maybe as, like, a bench bat type thing, but I I don't think he's fantasy viable, really, in many circumstances. Okay, so don't get too excited about the home run derby But it was fun to watch. The home run derby was fantastic. It was really, really fast-paced. It was over in two hours. Uh, Highly recommend for those of you who aren't here with us live tonight uh, that you make it next year because, yeah, I had a blast. Did anybody get a baseball tonight? Eric Cross attempted to many inches, times. Inches away. Uh, Jesse Roach got a hand on one. And uh, I would say kudos for the, y'all for not bringing your gloves like some uh, of the adults I, there tonight. I right. do have a video of David Mendelson of Triple Play Fantasy rolling down the hill, as well as my <laughs> wife rolling down the hill as well. So uh, that will be posted on Twitter. You can find that at Justin Mason no. F- WFB. I'll tag both of them. The well. baseball seemed a little smaller, to be honest with you. Somebody had one in the bar, and they gave it to me, and, like, I don't have huge hands, and I felt like Tyler Glass now holding the baseball. So they were a little good. Wow, I, I, I liked watching it fly there. Yeah. Um, the, he, Robert Perez won. He beat Heston Kerstead, Baltimore prospect, who people are a lot more familiar with. Um, he's dealt with a lot of injury issues. He's kind of seen his prospect status dwindle a little bit. Jason, is his Arizona Fall League performance raising that stock back up for Heston Kirsten? I took him two years ago in the league, and I traded him last February. Now I want him back. <laughs> After it's, you know, I know we had the issue with the uh, the back, but you know he hit li- great last night in the game at Scottsdale. I was particularly impressed on the liner up the middle, right out of the box. He's like, I'm turning this into two, uh, and he did. Uh, and so, yeah, I I, I kind of want to get him back. Uh, now, but he hit really well in Arkansas uh, when he played there at the SEC at a high-profile program. Uh, and number two overall pick from 2020. Yep. But we also have to remember, even though he was the number two overall pick, the Orioles did that strategically uh-huh. because they wanted to. Uh, yeah, but he didn't, they didn't take a seventh rounder. No, but I mean, he wasn't supposed to be necessarily a top ten pick, and they took him second so that way they could sign her under slot and sign someone later in the round uh, for a little bit more. So. It wasn't like he was considered like one of the you know can't miss prospects of that draft, and I think that's something we forget kind of as fantasy players because it's years before these guys then make it to you know fantasy viability. Uh, you know, he I think is an interesting prospect. I, I think his swing has uh, gotten a little bit cleaned up, which is making uh, you know his ability to actually tap into some of that raw power uh, possible. Uh, he's also 23, and he the highest level he's gotten is high A. Hey, that's so. what I was going to bring up. So at 23, I think he's going to be accelerated this year. You know, we, yeah. we, we always talk about how this is a bit of a finishing school. I think this might also almost serve as like a double A for him, and then sure. he could break camp at triple A because he's got to catch up. Yeah, 23 to be at A and high A. Only 65 games there. Hit five homers. Has matched that in the Arizona Fall League in yeah. 203 fewer played. Well, this will also be the year he's got to make the 40-man roster. Yeah. yeah. So. 
I could see him being up at, at, at a certain point. Obviously, if he continues to play like this, Heston Kierstead could be up. I don't know if he's somebody that I'm really drafting outside of like maybe a, a draft champions. I, I can't really see myself drafting him in anything that is uh, redraft with like seven to ten reserves. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know that. I think AL only is about the only place that I'm. I'm willing in a place where you can stash an AL only. Okay. Um, I just don't know that he's going to have an impact this year at the major league level. He might get some major league time, but it's the Orioles aren't like necessarily stacked in the outfield, but they've got outfielders, you know, they've got Austin Hayes and they got Mullins uh, and Santander. So, I mean, I don't know that he has the opportunity necessarily. Uh, and I don't know that he's necessarily ready. He's looked great here, yeah. but we've also talked all week long about how bad the pitching is here. It is every year, but there's still plenty of guys that stand out and end up in the majors tons of times. Juan Yepes, uh, player of the year, sure. co-player of the year, but with J.J. Boudet. So you got the, the yeah. upside and the downside there. I want to keep talking about some of these uh, home run derby participants. Obviously, when you're just smashing BP homers, uh, it's not necessarily indicative of how you'll do in a game, but Jalen Ortiz, the Phillies prospect from the World Series losing Phillies, um, impressed me. He looked the part of, of a masher, yeah. had that 80-grade power. Again, we're talking uh, home run derby hits, but he was he was tearing the cover off the ball. Jason, what did you think of Jalen Ortiz? And is he somebody that's going to make some noise on a fantasy level? He was making the baseball look small in a hurry, um, and maybe the World Series losing Phillies because one of my best friends is going to listen to this, so I had to say that, and he's a huge Phillies fan. So, sorry, they lost. Uh, yeah, it just he made the baseball look small in a hurry uh, and see if, if they can have the, the – you know, give him a, a career a path to see how quickly he can get up. But that was uh, an impressive-looking swing uh, and, and specimen. And he looked like a man-child. 23 years old, <laughs> double-A this year, 17 homers, but 237, 319, 415. Pretty unimpressive line for a level that he should be uh, beating up more. It seems like it's an all-or-nothing kind of profile, Justin, with Jalen Ortiz. The power's great, but will it be enough, or is he going to be another one of these guys that like has the the flares of stat cast greatness but a 35% K rate and no batting average? Yeah, I mean, he's um, he's Kyle Blanks. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, like, he's got a really, really impressive— I think that's a hate crime to call yeah, somebody I mean, that. <laughs> and, I mean, those of you that have listened to my work for a long time, like, you know I've talked about this guy since I started podcasting. I drafted him when he was, like, 16 years Jaylen old. Jalen Ortiz? Yeah. Wow. In, in, in the Phillies organization, you know, when he was 16 years old, coming out of uh, Venezuela, I think. Um, <laughs> he is a massive dude. A ma Like, if you saw him tonight— at the uh, at the home run derby, he makes everyone look small. I'm right and here. He's got 80 grade power. Oh, you're talking about that guy? Yeah, Sorry, yeah, I know. My bad. Uh, he's got 80 grade power, uh, and it was on display tonight. Like he he, but the thing was, it was a home run derby, and he swung and missed at a couple. Nah, like, that happens. You know, like that happens. He has no contact ability, uh, and that's just not going to play at the major league level. Like 30 percent strikeout rate. Oh, that would be like best case scenario for Ortiz. Okay, uh, I that think may he, be league average by the time he gets to the major yeah, true. He, true. If if he struck out at a thirty percent rate, he's he's probably an everyday player, um, but he's not going to. He's 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 twenty three. He's going to be twenty four next month. Yeah, and he struck out at a thirty three percent rate in in, in, in double A or double A. Yeah, um, so that's so. that's Jalen Ortiz. That's J H A. I L Y N Jalen Ortiz, lots of power, but not much else to go with it. Let's lots talk of about one of the biggest standouts here at the fall league, making moves in draft champions. 
Uh, Got to be honest, I had to look him up when he got picked in draft champions. Figured they were just making up names. Uh, actual player, Matt Mervis, Chicago Cubs. And Justin, I want to start with you on him. So Mervis, tearing the cover off the ball, was in the home run derby. He looked fine. And, uh, and it wasn't particularly special for the home run derby. But during the games, he's been great. Had a good season. And you learned some interesting information about him and why he's a cub tell us about matt mervis and what's been going on with him so shout out to eno saris because he who he, our, our, our good friend eno saris so if you're here live you can see uh the rotoware shirt of him killing me over a sandwich um and uh so Eno was uh talking to him uh prior to the game uh the other day uh and mervis uh was a 2020 draftee when they had the shortened draft uh, and he wasn't taken. And so he was, you know, if he was going to sign with the team, he was automatically going to get the $20,000 signing bonus. But he got to choose where he went. So Eno asked him, like, hey, where or why did you choose the Cubs? And so he said, well, what I did was I, I made a spreadsheet. And I, you know, listed out every single uh, organization and what depth they had at first base, how they were at uh, growing uh, talent. Um, uh, you know, what the ballpark dimensions were. Like, he's one of us. <laughs> like, he's, he's a geek. He's a geek. Um, and so he knows how to hit. Like, that's all he does is hit. Oh, then he's not one of us then. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's def definitely not one of us. Uh, so what you're saying is Matt Mervis could have told everyone that Frank Schwindel was going to suck last yeah. year. Yeah. Well, he, he knew. knew. He, he yeah, knew. I'm going to take that was all, job. He, we were all, I was all drafting Frank Schwindel, and he was going, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, 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 I'm taking that spot. Uh, and... As things stand right now, obviously free agency starts in a few days. Things could change if the Cubs decided to bring someone in. But right now, I think he is the opening day first baseman for the Cubs. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, you know our drafts here in a little bit. But spoiler alert, I mean, I thought I had set them in on him quite. in the draft. But apparently the other draft and hold set them Went in on even him. even lower on um, So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a really big fan. He looked really impressive uh, tonight, uh, even though he didn't hit a ton of home runs. Uh, he's got a really, really nice bat path through the zone. I, I think he's going to be uh, a really uh, interesting uh, player this year. Justin Mason, not nervous about Matt Mervis. Absolutely Three not. Three-level season for the 24-year-old. College product from Duke. That's why he's a dork and doing spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. Three levels, <laughs> high A, double A, triple A, 36 homers, five more here in the fall league, tearing it up. Uh, obviously, seems like he's going to get an opportunity Jason, do you think that Matt Mervis is somebody that you'd be drafting in D.C.'s with the idea that he is the starting first baseman for the Cubs? In D.C., sure. I mean, this is the kind of the profile that I've historically uh, avoided. The guy that's yeah, – I'm staring at the lines. The, the production at each level was great, but we're talking 108, 230, 240. That's like maybe one to two times. But, the, you know, the minor league schedule is a little different now. It's not like it's one series. Play You're like playing everybody row. for a full week. So yeah. it's six. So it's like – you're getting enough exposure. So it used to be guys that got rushed through levels like this, they didn't have enough time to fail. Uh, but you know, the, the way the schedule is in the minors is a little different. But I also I still like the career path where guys spend a little more time in the minors than 50 games uh, at these levels. But it, you know, every time he moved up, he handled it extremely well. Yeah. So he accepted the challenge. So if he's ready for it, um, maybe – and then you know, let's – 
there's no reason to play the whole let's stall the clock game on this guy. Yeah, 24 if years he's old. he's ready, let him come out week one. He's 24. A- absolutely. He should, Matt yeah, what's should his birthday camp. here? Yeah. He turns 25 uh, April 16th. If they have any interest in him, he needs to break camp. Like, what, what are you holding them back for? I totally agree with that. Matt Mervis for the Cubs. Going to be an inside the top 200 type pick, though. I think there's yeah, going to be a lot I, of offseason helium. You took him right near there. Yeah, I took said, 225, and I believe you went 206 six. in the other uh, so the he's gonna, Matt Mervis going to be inside the top 200. He should – Pretty, be pretty interested in him if you're going to draft him because that's still a pretty solid pick. The question becomes, so I got, in the same draft, I got Tristan Cassis after him, and and Eric Cross got Spencer Torkelson after him. Mm-hmm. Are we jumping on the hype train yes. so much on Matt Mervis that we're ignoring the guys that we were really hyped about in this comparison time to those last two, year? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I would I'm, I would rather either of them. You know, I wasn't a huge Dahlbeck guy partly and because of Cass's uh, coming behind him. And then, of course, Torque, you know, for my Tigers, definitely thought he could have a good year. It was a nightmare, but I'm not going to fully give up on him. And I think I am going to take those two over, you know, the 25-year-old spreadsheet dork. Yeah, I think I – I mean, I think I got a little wrapped up in the hype this from this weekend. But then I backed it up with Cass's. So, uh, you know, I don't mind waiting at first. Like, if you don't get one of those, like, real elite guys that you really like at first base, the Alonzos, the Goldschmidt's, uh, you know, and so forth, you know, I'll just pair a guy like Cassis with Mervin and, you know, hope one of them, you know, kind of hits. Yeah, you can take a few shots uh, for sure. You know, Roddy Tellez didn't go too, too expensively. No, he, He's yeah. hitting 30 homers, and I think he can do it again for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, Andy Pajes for the Dodgers. It's spelled like pages. It's pronounced Pajes. Jason, um, you know, he, he bats from the right side, so this comp is, is very loose. It's just a Dodger prospect with a lot of power that uh, I feel like he's going to be what we kept dreaming on with Edwin Rios. Actually come up, hit for power, be in the majors. Andy Paz, you going to get an opportunity with the Dodgers this year. Are you interested in him? If they get the opportunity. I mean, it seems like we've been down this road with so many guys previously. Like, oh, this, he's going to do this. Here's the opportunity. And if, if he gets the opportunity, and then they, they go out, they sign agents. somebody. I know, but they got a lot of free agents this year. Maybe they let some, and some players And they may go up. sign some more of them to block the path. True. Uh, so it's it's tough for me to get excited about the Dodger. I'm just glad that Pies, you know, got domed twice last night in the in the Scottsdale game. And, uh, and he it was, was rightfully nice angry the it. second time. He Listen, if pissed. you can't throw inside, don't throw inside. It's really that simple. Yeah, he wasn't happy uh, with it. But, no, I, it's tough for me to get excited with the Dodgers uh, with that. You know, because they – you know, was, they didn't make it to the World Series this year. It's obviously uh, they were Losers. disappointed. Uh, and typically when you want to correct something like that, you go out and, and make moves uh, to do that. And I could see him, you know, Pais not having that path right now. Uh, he's, he's straight up corner outfielder, right? Yeah. He supposedly has a really, really good arm. Hey. He's a decent enough defender. And there's – he hasn't necessarily – I mean, I guess he has started to show. podcast. I can sit here. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Speaking of Eno Saris, Eno after uh, dark, joined us uh, a few in. Um, he's got a ton of power. Hang like, on, Pius is that just has a ton if of power. If this is a bad idea, I blame Adam because I asked him to interrogate me and make sure that I was good enough to get out here. Then he has a terrible radar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and oh, you're okay. a new. F- oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> That's correct. I thought fatherhood would have improved your judgment skills. Man, alive. <laughs> so, yeah. Continue on Andy Pajas. Dodgers. Yeah. He has a ton of power. The question is is he going to strike out at an unreasonable rate? He likes to chase outside of the zone. Um, I. 
that, oh. that would keep the uh, Rios track going. Yeah, Rios exactly. did have a big strikeout issue there that he didn't quite overcome. And will the Dodgers give him a chance? I think like Jason was kind of mentioning is we've seen guys like this who people thought really highly of coming up from the Dodgers organization, but they're well, and, and they still have Rios. Yeah, they still have Rios, <laughs> but there's all they're also, you know, potentially losing a number of guys. Yeah. So they're, you well, know, and there are other Trace Thompson's their left, you know, was their <laughs> left fielder. And like he did some he did some decent things there, but you know, I don't know if he's like the go-to guy. I'm not thinking Pajes like breaks yeah. out, like uh, breaks camp or anything like that. But no, I, I, th I think he'll I think he'll be up. But like, is he going to be like a James Outman type where he comes up for a week at a time and then gets sent back down? I yeah, just, I don't know that outside of maybe a DC that you're really interested in rostering him. And I think you got to be like 35th rounder later. And I have yeah. to explain the laughter. Somebody put Asher put three beers down in front of Eno. It was like caveman seeing fire for the first time. Like. <gasps> And he came, and he has one. He's got one in his hand. So, yes. What, what, oh, thank you, thank you. Threes, threes is a great brewery. What, it's really great. What Eno doesn't understand is this is actually his intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Your drinking has affected me in the following ways. <laughs> Let's talk. He can make that just as fuck if you had one. <laughs> <laughs> Murdered. No, please don't. Let's talk about Jordan Walker, one of the more popular prospects out here for the Cardinals. Uh, absolutely massive dude, huge power. You know, I, I kind of feel like his swing was a lot, a bit longer than I expected. I, I it looked a little stiff with everything. I don't know. I can't judge hitting mechanics. I could be full of crap on that. But I wasn't as blown away as I maybe wanted to be. I was kind of excited about Jordan Walker and uh, came away, you know, not 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 unimpressed, but not necessarily like full fully behind him as somebody I really want to draft. There was, I was talking with Ian Connor earlier because last year in the XFL, Brian Walton had the first reserve pick and he took Walker. Mm -hmm. uh, and Ian's like, you should have taken Anthony Volpe. And Brian's like, no, I wanted – Walker. Cardinals fan versus Yankees And he's fan. still there. Like he said, he'd do it again uh, with that. And so, you know, that's, that's, one, that's one end of the spectrum uh, of things. But, you know, like you said, physical specimen, he's already there. Looks like Derek Lee. Yeah. Somebody said that, uh, made that confident. He makes a lot of sense. He looks, I think they look like one-to-one -one almost. I was thinking evil. Yeah, kind of looks like him too. And – but, you know, speaking of that explosiveness, like with the swing, remember when we saw Eloy take batting practice years ago here at the Fall League and everything looked right about him. And I think it's, that's still been true in the majors when he's healthy. He's just never healthy. But, again, I'm not, like, out on Walker. I just was hoping to be wowed by a s tiny sample and so that I could talk about it for five years like the Austin Riley thing. Maybe he's tired. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm only, I'm only uh, being a devil's advocate because uh, the when I saw him, I had a really – like visceral negative reaction about Walker. I thought I was like, "This is what we're talking about." Like this, I did. It was so. I thought it was so. And I don't trust myself scouting. So this, you have to get me a couple beers deep to get me to do the scouting stuff. So that's when your scouting you. improves. Yeah, <laughs> you're there, bud. But I, I, no, I just had like that moment where I was like, I'm taking crazy pills and I just need to shut up and he's going to be fine. And he hits the, so I saw some 90th, 90th, um, 
90th percentile exit velocities it from what it's called, yeah. Matt. <laughs> Matt. Mervis. No, Never Matt, not Williams. Matt Thompson. Oh, yeah, that guy. Uh, so they were really good. So he hits the ball really hard, and his strikeout rates are not that bad. And everyone says he's really good, but I, I didn't get it. Maybe we just don't understand. Well, there was also we've seen some really good players down here, though. You know, true. There was and also just, some like, talk. This is not one of the realiest, goodiest players of the. Really That's exactly what I said. The realiest, goodiest. Yep. Realiest, goodiest. Uh, exact phrase I used. There was a lot. Ladies there and were, gentlemen, a former talk. tutor. There was some talk that uh, <laughs> that Walker didn't want to be here. Ah, um, and that he was sleepwalking. They were not allowed to talk to him as a media. It has to be like three day approval. Mm -hmm. so yeah, he's, that, that, he's grumpy, maybe. He okay. doesn't, that he doesn't want to be here. Uh, he was asked to be in the home run derby. He declined. Uh, didn't feel like it was uh, worth his time. Because um, he doesn't need a PS5. Well, we've seen arrogance down there, though. We've seen Acuna. We've seen yeah. Harper. Yeah. yeah. We've, seen, we've seen arrogance down there. So, but sure. it may just be a matter of he's not necessary. I mean, he, he feels he's too good for this spot. And. Uh, and doesn't isn't taking it quite as seriously as maybe you should. I mean, all the tools are there. Like you know, like like you know, just said the the Statcast data on his minor league stuff is unreal good. Uh, the question I think is going to be with him is you know same question as some of these other guys is how much contact is he going to make at the major league level? We saw him strike out uh, in 2021 at a 27% rate. In high A, he made that a 22% rate at Double A this year. But so that's still a 16% really, really swing strike rate. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't trust that. 22%. And he was running with a yeah, 365 BABIP. So, um, you know, and we're we're not talking about an organization that's got necessarily the best ballpark for hitters either. So, yeah. uh, in St. Louis, so um, I think you're, you're you're starting to see him go pretty high already <laughs> yep. in DCs. He's going to be one of these guys that. Where does he even play on that Cardinals team Outfield. right away? Oh, which means they'll trade him. Yeah. So. <laughs> Arm wrestling between him and Tyler O'Neill. There you would go. Be, that would there be you fun go. Yeah, Jordan Walker versus Tyler O'Neill arm wrestle. I, I mean, you know, he had a good season at Double A, 119 games and everything for Jordan Walker. But I'm not sure that he should be acting like uh, he's above this league. The maybe he's here. got Call of Duty plans with Kyler Murray. He Kyler might. Murray. He might. Well, then he could have used that PS5 <laughs> by, by winning the home run derby. You know, he's already got one. He didn't need it. That's true. I guess if he's already got one. This is my third PS5. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He'll only be 21 next year, though, so there, there's still time with, with Walker. Uh, Jason, anybody else stand out to you here that you want to discuss before we move on to some draft stuff? Uh, not tonight, the home run derby, but yesterday I was really impressed with uh, Nick York's play uh, at second base. Boston he, Red Sox he prospect. Some, he looked fantastic in the field. Yep. Uh, I didn't get to see New York, up. but from everybody I've talked to, that's and all, all the him. ladies sitting around yeah. me agreed. Yeah, there was there were. He has a very nice butt. Yeah, yeah. nice hamstrings. They said Which, too. Yeah, we I've we. Always, I liked his butt. I was saying he was thicker than I expected. Yeah, more butt. And the last butt I really liked out here was Austin Meadows. I thought there was more more power in that butt than people thought was coming. Are you part of the Big Dumper fan club too? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and, and Big Dumper for life. Big Dumper for life. And my, more my, power my, in my that wife, butt. My wife, who's here uh, this weekend, completely agreed about Nick York's butt. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. she was very, very enticed by Not it. Bad. Yeah. What about What about you, Justin? Anybody else that you? Uh, I'm real honest. I haven't been going to a lot of games. So yeah, that's really, nothing new. Never yeah, mind. Let's move. I'm not going to pretend like I have. All right. Let's talk a bit about our, our drafts and some of the panel stuff that we've seen here. Uh, you and I, Justin, participated in a 15-team DC, the first 23 rounds. We'll complete the next 27 starting in January. 
Of course, you got the 15th pick so that you get the first pick in January. You took my strategy. I hate yeah, you. W- once again, I mean, and we have th- this draft is filled with a lot of industry guys, including like, you know, three members of the triple play fantasy network, a great podcast mm-hmm. and organization. But none of them knew the format. And like, what is the number one rule of fantasy? Is know your Read rules. Read your rules. And oh, yeah, wow. um, they they thought they were coming to the podcast today to be praised. And I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna drop the hammer on uh, Mr. David Mendelson, Eric Mendelson, Marty Tallman, who had opportunities to get the 15th pick. Well, David didn't, but he didn't know either way. You gotta take um, the 15th pick. And you gotta take the 15th the number pick. One pick. It's, it's the best pick at this draft it's because the number one pick. we draft the first 23 rounds here and the last 27 rounds at home. And whoever has the 15th pick is the first person to pick once we restart in January. A lot of news comes out, like who might be. Th- there's closer. always. Like, it's great yeah. when you waste that on Corey Knable and he does nothing. Yeah. yeah. There you yeah, go. Absolutely. There you go. So yeah, there's there's always a good handful of guys that because of news and trades and everything have much higher value when we restart. Mm-hmm. You know, Corey Knable obviously busted uh, due to health, but I mean that's a that's a closer you got in the twenty seventh round. What idiot yeah. convinced you to take Corey Knable? You know what? It was you. I know. You know what? It was it was uh, the year before. It was Paul talking me out out of, of Kimbrel. Kimbrel. Yeah, you should stop listening to us about Knable. I need to be listening to Greg Jewett and yes. Doug Dennis, who are doing a panel right now, and Get I'm out. stuck here talking to you. <laughs> sending people out of yeah. this. this is really good promotional. It is. It's fantastic. Marketing A+. Well, we've got well over 1,000 in the room, so we can afford to lose a few. Yeah, we've, we've hemorrhaged a few, but we're still, we're right. still four digits at least. Well so I picked 11th, yeah, because everyone takes 15 now ahead of me. It's, it's, it's very rude. I used to be able to get it so free and easy. Um, and now when you're in my draft, mm-hmm. it just, uh, it was frustrating, it but was a good feeling. Yeah. You started pocket aces. Yeah. I mean, I uh, don't learn. No, I, I think, you know, one, I, you know, one What's of the DC versus, uh, I, a, I think, I think it's super viable in DC. Yeah. What, I don't, well, and I'm I fine with the it top in the two pitchers in the game. I yeah. mean, I, I, I got, uh, I started Mullins. Corbin Burns and Garrett Cedric. Cole. Uh, in you know 15, 16, and then I got Cedric Mullins in the third. No way! Uh-huh. <laughs> no way! And and Devin Williams Cedric in the fourth. Mullins. Yeah, I mean, but it was a good opportunity. You know, we had a really really great panel uh, yesterday oh, with this Eno Saris guy and Rob Silver. And Rob uh, was talking about you know how we need to. That was today. Was it today? Yeah, it felt like it was yesterday. It's been a long day. It was literally today. It was today, I guess. All right, and you're talking about how you know we need to be chasing wins, and it's harder. The harder you go down that pitching scale, the harder it is to get those wins. I just racked up, you know, close to 500 strikeouts with my first two picks, and you know, potentially 35, 40 wins. Well, maybe not double twenties, but I was getting them getting double twenties. I said double twenties. Now, Um, the funny thing was is that was literally the strategy I was going to have at 15. It's exactly what I wanted to do. So I, I really liked that. I, I think that's a good setup. Um, you know, you went Mullins. Who's, who's your best power guy? Who's like your first big power? Cedric Mullins. Oh. All right. I like it a lot less at that um, point. I, I probably should know the answer off the top of my head. Uh, but it was like five hours ago. So Which uh, you probably thought was Thursday. Yeah. Oh, I, I took uh, Kyle Schwarber was my oh, first okay. real big I like power that. guy. I like that I, a lot. I got him. I like the, that a lot. I, 
it, at the that's fi- true. Yeah, sure. I, uh, at the at the five six turn, um, I went uh, Tim Anderson, Kyle Schwarber. Okay, I really like the Schwarber pick. I I wanted him too, but uh, he was not available to me. It's because he because of me. you yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. I have a question uh, for you guys. Yes. In your early draft. I'm sorry, I'm rude. Uh, in your early drafts, uh, are you reacting to some of the rules changes and stuff? Have you found yourself Visa reacting to it? Bases? You have seen any, yeah, stolen bases, shift. The Kyle Schwarber is almost like maybe he's mm-hmm. going to have plus 10. You know, I haven't seen him really go up hits. because of that. But, yeah, you, you wonder, like, he could be How, a good batting average. Do you guys average. feel like, just generally, do you guys feel like you've been reacting to any of the rules in your drafts? I haven't been overreacting because I think one of the things, you know, the last few years, if you... Cedric Mullins is going to steal 75 he, bases. He's definitely... Well, I felt, felt that like that before the larger bases. Um, but... I think, I mean, here's the thing. When 2020 happened, we had a bunch of fantasy analysts prior to the start of the, the shortened season tell you, told you exactly how everything was going to happen, and they didn't know what they were talking about because we had never had a shortened season like that before uh, in fantasy. In 2021, we had a bunch of fantasy analysts tell you exactly how 2020 was going to impact 2021. They didn't know because we had never had a shortened season going to a regular season. We've never had these kind of rule changes in fantasy, so... I don't know that we – I think we can make our best educated guesses sure. on how things are going to go, and maybe I'm devaluing overspending on stolen bases that's ex- that's as exactly much early on. That's exactly the only reaction I'm having is I'm but, just not being yeah. rabidly aggressive for steals because I do think that, that steals are going to rise. But I, I don't know that it's going to be – you know, we're not going to go back to, like, the Zoom in 80s or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I think there's going to be pockets of players that jump. Uh, but, yeah, the main thing is I'm like, okay, I don't – have to have steals so early the way it was such a priority this year. You know, I took uh, Alvarez with my first pick. He's not going to steal anything, so I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, I do want to talk about closers again because they remain extremely Insane. hot. Um, very, very expensive, big-time closers. Uh, we need to revisit something from last year. Oh, God. oh, yeah, for sure. You didn't win it as aggressively as you thought. Okay, but I won, right? You're, you, you're admitting I won. You did. Oh, this I mean, is round 27 yes. of okay. the Rossiel so, Iglesias versus Giovanni Gallegos year, conversation. Last year we had a Rossiel Iglesias versus. It's been a 13-13 split the first 26 times. <laughs> so let's call it up. No, he 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 finished higher. He's the 24th uh, reliever versus the 30th. But in no way do you feel like Rysel Iglesias was a was a good pick because he got traded. It's not your fault he got traded. Well, I mean, no, it's still busted. No, the this, theme this of it. Iglesias is too radical for my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is like a process versus results. Sure. Yes, the result says I beat you by a dollar, but the process said I beat you by ten dollars. No, wait, 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 no, that wait, what? Because no one was going to predict that Rossiel Iglesias, who no, just signed really a long-term is. contract, was going to be traded out of the Angels. Speaking yeah. of something no one predicted, though, from all for all the talk I got about Giovanni Gallegos, I didn't hear a fucking thing about Ryan Helsley. So this is like this brings me to my next point because I have a tweet here from David Mendelson talking about Ryan Helsley and how he's going to be the new Cardinals closer, and then you put a like a <laughs> dancing all in the children gif or something like that, um, like, making bar, fun bar, of him. Uh, yeah, right here. So like you're making fun of him. For his tweet. Now, the tweet was at the beginning of May. It was reported. I have the receipt sent to me from David Mendelson, who is smiling ear to ear in the front row. I'm curious. Wait, 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 wait. We're not allowed to quote from our group chat. I'm curious what you think that proves from May. I don't know. I just thought it was funny as hell. It it, it, (laughs) is. 
And go on the record, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to quote from our group chat. <laughs> so this is true. I have not quoted from the group chat as, as of yet. <laughs> Why did I use a, a Jefferson? Thing? I have no idea. Like, that's a... <laughs> Yeah, he said all. I don't know children. what it I is. I don't know what the it's hell. It's 1970s television, and I was born in the 80s. I mean, all in the children. You know, moving on up. Is yeah, that the same so wait, show, did right? Did he blow a save later that day? No, he, he got, like he had a dominant outing. I was like, he's the new closer, and you were like, no, he's not. And I was like, oh, okay. You have it on But but why am I? I right. Why am I celebrating though? <laughs> what am I celebrating? Is what I'm not clear about. Shut your hole. Who knows? Oh, you guys are the whole like. I mean, you're the one. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You stupid idiots didn't get my joke. I wasn't doing anything. He put Ryan Helmsley, so I put a gif of Sherman Helmsley. Oh, there we go. Get the fuck out of here. Don't try to act like I did anything wrong. Wheezy. See, you know, th- that ain't on me. That's not a diss on me. That's a highlight of a brilliant joke. Thank you. I appreciate that. The beauty, the beauty of Fox. <laughs> the the beauty of this of me being the producer Crazy. of the podcast is I get to erase. That's this for is the, not com- why. James, send me the file. I go into record. the feed and fix it. <laughs> All right, so what? But like, no, well, I, I, like going I back to the Gallegos yeah. and Iglesias, like I think. Oh, did you think uh, Gallegos was going to be the thirtieth closer? No, I didn't even think he was going to be a closer, and I was right. That was the argument. That he was the, the closer whole... for the first two months of the season. Yeah. He was a closer. Ryan Helsley passed him because of how good Ryan Helsley is. I mean, he was only six pe- You only took six him in the third round. That's where he took Iglesias. He was only six Yeah, six because no, but no, Iglesias would have been worth the third round had he stayed the closer. Yeah, maybe. Had the, had the Angels Wait, not traded him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Gallegos. my process was correct. Your process was wrong. I Let's still don't understand on. the just, negative just, process just on Gallegos. Take the L. I, I already took it. That's fine. Because he, 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 but you never. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Iglesias was better than Gallegos. Full stop. Who cares? A hundred percent. Angels, yes. An angel, yes. He was an angel, yes. He was an angel when you got him. When I got him, yes. No, no. Th- here's Thank you. Thank you. Trunkino has spoken. No, nobody's, nobody's debating that. My question is that I still have never gotten an answer. What, what was the negative on Gallegos? What, why, what was the process that was so strong that you like? Who, who was that? Because take you weren't it, seeing Ryan Helsley because nobody was mentioning him. No, because if you're going to. So Alex Reyes, Jordan Hicks, like it, it didn't. He was an a, he was it, it, wasn't, it wasn't so much that there was a, a definite guy that was going to take over for him. It was that the Cardinals had shown they weren't committed to Gallegos as the closer. Yeah, but that's and most closers. When you're taking a third-round closer— I took him in the third round because it's this draft. Get real. You, but you still need him. Else. How many saves did your team finish with? I don't know. Exactly. What? It was that low, you don't even know the number. I have no idea. Look it up. <laughs> I'd you can look up our league. 27. All right, let's— so what, <laughs> more saves than me. What, right? What closers did you get um, in this draft today? Okay, so I took Devin Williams uh, at the beginning of the fourth round. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's just a top five closer now that he's got the role in Milwaukee. Like he's just—he's he's going to be premium. I think. Oh, you should tune into tomorrow morning's panel if you're not nervous about Devin Williams. Uh, I just mean, let you know this. Uh, oh, you got be, some negative things on him? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to okay. hearing we, it. You, um, could, you could say him here. You could too. say him here. I, I won't be awake at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. I can promise you. Sweet. That. <laughs> He's terrible with runners on base. He takes forever to throw his pitches. He's going to have to adjust. He's going to have problems with the pitch clock? Yep. 
All right. Okay. Um, I also took you know who you know who's worse than he is? Oh. Giovanni Gallegos. Oh well, I, that's fine. <laughs> He's not the closer. <laughs> Just bring that one around full circle. I mean, and then I took I took Clay Holmes later. I don't know that Holmes is gonna be the closer in New York, mm-hmm. but I mean. I think I got him in the 13th or 14th round, no, and at that point, now. it felt like about 75 relief pitchers had already gone. That, that's the thing. They were going and, crazy. Um, and I think there's a chance maybe the Yankees roll with him, and if the Yankees do roll with him, I potentially have a top 10 closer right there that I just got pretty, super, pretty super late. late. Plus, I got the first pick of the restart of the draft, that's hopefully more news. So you can take a closer and again? This potential again. I and why were, all these, yeah. why were all the relievers just going nuts already? What's that? Why were all the relievers just going nuts already well, early? Um, well, last year was due, more due to the lockout, but it's it's to get the, the secure ones in this draft because it's a draft and hold. So you're trying to get yeah. the most secure ones. I mean, late relievers are terrible. Yeah. Well, I, I think the mistake that a lot of people made in this draft in particular, um, and I'm not going to like point out Individual picks or anything like that. Is that, uh, yes, maybe like the top eight to ten guys that are projected as closers right now should be going as early as they are in these draft and holds because you do need to lock down saves. But the next ten shouldn't be going that much higher. There should be a pretty big gap because guys like Johan Durant, like, we don't know that he's the closer. Like, you know, Andres Munoz, <laughs> I love the skills, but we don't know that he's a he's gonna be the closer. I, Seattle Ryan sh- Presley in the top eight or in the top? He's in the top eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm not sure he's in my circle but, of and, and I agree with you. I honestly I want one of the top five, the guys who I think are in the top five. Or then I'll just take dart throws a little bit later. I'll take the Alexis Diaz a little bit later. I took um, Ryan Helmsley. Um and, and Andres Munoz. Did you also take Ryan Hensley? <laughs> yeah. Hensley. You said the wrong name, too. You said Hensley. You just said his name wrong again. How many names can we give this guy? Oh my God. He called him Hensley. Is his mom Hensley. Leona? I didn't take – um like, I did take Hensley pretty high, but I didn't take Munoz that high. Because I agree. I don't think he's necessarily going to ne- be well, the locked I mean, in closer. Where, where did you take him? I think my going Hensley's like my fifth or sixth. Hensley, he did, too. Yeah, I had. I'm pretty high. I, I think um, we I should that, forever so. never pronounce Ryan Helsley. <laughs> just correctly. make up a just, new name just, every just time. Just add a different consonant in <laughs> there. Helsley. <laughs> Helsley and Helsley and yeah. All right. Another thing that was going pretty expensively in our draft was catchers. People were really prioritizing their catchers. It's it's a robust pool. There was a catcher renaissance this mm-hmm. year for sure. Not just young guys. Um, obviously, JT Romuto, the king, reasserting himself. Big Big Dumper coming through to do a, a nice Mike Zanino impersonation. Joining the top three. Joining the what? The top three. Okay. You drank okay, how many of those five. beers? He's not in the top five either. He, he's, he's Mike Zanino. Hey, and where was, where was Big Dumper going this time? Where was he going last year in drafts? Oh, very, like, very late. In the, like, 40s. He was round. free. Yeah. 38th round. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, because, he, like, Tom Murphy, for some reason, fake player. Mm-hmm. Yes. To bring him fake back to, to an AFL uh, mm-hmm. legend. Dark, this is dark, dark history. Yes. Everyone knows about the we Tom Murphy know, thing. Yeah. Or everyone should know. I, Just I, ask Eno about Tom Murphy. I blame John for, Yeah, for not knowing <laughs> that Tom. He gets blamed for a lot. I mean, most of it that he deserves. And but I the catchers. A thousand word text from the catchers were expensive. You ponied up, mm-hmm. and you kept it all in the family. I did. You took the Contreras. Yeah, William I, and Wilson. I, well, I, I took Wilson Contreras in the sixth round. I felt like it was really good value. I know that he uh, may be getting faded a little bit because he's going to be a free agent. He People fell, don't like. though. Yeah, I just felt like sixth round was was a really nice uh, place to take uh, Wilson Contreras. 
And then in the eighth round, I decided to take William Contreras, one, because I like him as a player, and two, because I thought it'd be fun to name my uh, team Contreras, Contreras, you know, something along that line, right? Um, Yeah, exactly. I Uh, like it. Now, in retrospect, I look back at taking William Contreras in the eighth round, and I see some of the other guys that went off the board much later. Like, you know, I could have gotten Big Dumper, I think, in like the 11th or 12th round. You know, no, not in the first round. Um, and so, had I, you know, and Yasmani Grandal went super late. Um, there, I mean, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for it, but I think I would rather take the one elite catcher. Sure. And then if some of these guys are going to fall the way they did in other drafts, you know, take, you know, I felt a little power deficient at times. I felt a little speed deficient at times. You know, take a guy that would have addressed those issues. My pitching's phenomenal. But, yeah. um, you know, the rest of my offense is a little weak. And maybe if I hadn't taken that second catcher that early, I could have, uh, you know, filled some well, of those holes. Well, and I'm not. But they weren't because, again, catchers were going. A lot of people, the most, I mean, this is so anecdotal, I could never prove this, but I feel like. This is most I've seen people take two catchers like within the first twelve rounds in this draft here in, in yeah. Arizona ever. Most time, most time people don't even take a catcher. A lot of teams mm-hmm. like you'll t- see seven, eight teams in this draft. Well, not but even this take is also first the best catcher. catcher has ever been, and we had a whole segment in like the morning panel today about yeah. like these great young catchers. Like I it's, it's a, I think it's great. I think it's actually a great move. I think it's kind of fun. Like, yeah, I, I'm move. I'm in on it, and I actually kind of lost out because people were taking them. But I have I'm happy with the duo. I got a little bargain duo of Danny Jansen and Jonah Heim. Really like what Heim did. Uh, I don't remember. I didn't write the rounds. Well, that's not useful. I mean, they're, 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 <laughs> it isn't. It really other isn't. Good players, right? yeah. yeah, but the um, I, you know, I, I was comparing it to the ADP that's already out. You know, for for the NFBC and both Heim were went, under. Heim went. Re- I mean, Jansen went really late too. I mean, I, I would guess they were like eighteenth, nineteenth round. And so yes, that's what he I mean. should. I I don't I do think he's gonna be there at all. I I much I'm rather would have had either Heim or Jansen where you got them as opposed to William Contreras in the eighth. I think I. I could have gotten more value from a different position, especially with the way outfield fell off. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Draft. That's next. Other, read the fucking other posi- rundown. Read what? the fucking rundown. I don't know how to read. I'm a writer and a podcaster, not a reader and a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I should do, Derek. <laughs> That's what you used to tell me. <laughs> he got it from you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, 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 the people... No, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the people the people in our uh, in our iTunes reviews that say I'm not Eno are completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are in so many ways. In so, in so many ways. <laughs> Let's talk about that outfield. Boy, does it dry up. Did you not agree, gentlemen, in the front row who were in the draft? It is, it is tough. Um, I think if you didn't hear that in the comments, you swung and missed just like Cody. (laughs) He reached for Cody Bellinger and he swung and missed just like him. Um, (laughs) It's always deceiving too. I I think it's thin most years, to be honest, but this year it's particularly thin, but it's deceiving of course, because you see a pack of like 20, 25 stars at the top. You're like, Ooh, that's rich. Obviously when everyone needs five and some multi-position guys are going to get taken elsewhere, that shit drains so quickly. Um, how did you combat that, Justin? Uh, you obviously started with Mullins as your first hitter. Mm-hmm. Did you back him up quickly 
and get other outfielders. The plan was to, and I don't know that I did a very good job. I mean, I'll be completely honest. We well, can't about get it. everything. You know, you get yeah. two aces, you're getting two catchers, you're getting closers. There's not enough to get everything. Here's Everybody's got to be elite. You got to get the top pitchers, you got to take the top closers, and top power threat, top power speed threat. You have to. Yeah. You get all three of them. Yeah, first, you're last. Um, I think, you know, here's the thing. I mean, I was doing pocket aces, and the one thing you like don't want to do with pocket aces is just then ignore pitching because you, yes. give back you give back all, all the, the gains. And so, like, I was still, you know, hitting pitching, um, and I had to sacrifice somewhere. And outfield's kind of the spot I sacrificed. I ended up getting Cedric Mullins, uh, Kyle Schwarber, like I mentioned, uh, Alex Verdugo. Uh, Whit Merrifield in the 17th round. Pretty late. Uh, and then Joe Adele in the 23rd. Yeah. Power light, though. Yeah, it's power light. And, you know, if Whit Merrifield is just washed, like he kind of looked like he was, yeah. and Joe Adele continues to be Joe Adele, then I've really got three outfielders. Uh, and that's a problem because this is a five outfielder league. <laughs> um, and in a DC <laughs> like this, you need 10 outfielders. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think here's if. If you're playing in Yahoo where you've got three outfielders um, and you're playing in a 10 or 12 team league, yeah. there's no reason to prioritize outfielders. If you're it's even it's if five outfielders shallow. Uh, if you're playing in ESPN where it's five outfielders but it's a 10 team league, I don't think you really need to – you want to. You definitely want to hit outfield, but I don't think you need to prioritize it. But if you're playing in a 12 or a 15 team five outfielder league, you need to prioritize outfield because outfield drops off in a way I don't know that the other positions do, especially – when you're chasing categories because you don't have a lot of the guys who, you know, you don't have like the old, like, you actually do have Andrew Benatendi out there, <laughs> but like you don't have the guys who are like, hey, I'm just going to get this guy who, he's not a star, but he's a 13-13 a guy. Like, Isn't that what Verdugo is? Well, I mean, after Verdugo, but like I have oh. Verdugo as like a top 35 that, that's outfielder. That's the problem. Those, like, those players, those outfielders yeah, start much earlier that, that's, in the pool. That's yeah, almost that's exactly an outfielder it. two in a 15-team five outfielder. You know, like, guy, that's insane that Verdugo's in that kind of conversation. He yeah. shouldn't be. You know a guy who could end up like that is Alec Thomas, but I like and he and I got I'm, sniped on him. I really wanted Thomas. But as I'm thinking about things, does he have a spot? Because you're looking at Varsho, McCarthy, Carroll as as the top three there. You got the DH. And Varsho's gonna catch some days, so like, you know, they can rotate him in. But he he Do won't you have keep a, him up there if he's not playing every day? I think I think they, I don't think they have a problem. Can they keep him up there if he's not hitting? Is the problem like he yeah, didn't hit? Trade, um, they could also. They could, make but a trade. I mean, I don't know if you want to immediately give up the depth. Uh, Varsho's defense would look a lot better. What if they could get Pablo Lopez in a in an Alec Thomas deal? They've already made another big trade. Yeah, with they've, them. Al they've already made a hitter for they got a one deal. It worked out really worked well out so for well. them for Zach Gallen and Jazz Chisholm. Chisholm. The Marlins really need to. Add offense, they could really, you know, they can spare starting pitching, so why not? That, that would know, be an interesting trade for sure. But yeah, that was the guy I was looking at. Also, probably a lot higher in the outfield pool than I feel like he should be given, you know, the lack of depth. But then I was like, man, I don't know if I was talking with Eric Cross about it. We were like, does he actually play? Uh, he might start the beginning of the season at AAA. Uh, wrong. He's a good player. What? I don't get it. Ali Thomas, you, you're not going to make a case that you care. Do you think he's just going to be down? With Varsho, McCarthy, and Carroll, I just don't see why he's I think you're right. inherently better yeah, than I'm one not, of them. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just 
McCarthy, I, I you know, he's a good player. Shouldn't he play? McCarthy had a beautiful second half, uh, but I'm not sure if the power's necessarily there. He made yeah, a swing I think change. McCarthy might fall. McCarthy's off the one. Thomas takes his. Job. Yeah, the McCarthy's the one who could end up being like the fourth outfielder and really shock people. He could be someone who's super overdrafted, and then all of a sudden. I'm, sorry, I'm being rude. I'm really glad that Jason left and that Eno stepped in. Yeah, Jason is still here. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> oh, anyway, podcast. Yes, it's wonderful. Let's move on I to the auction. No, it's cool. Jason, you were in the auction. I was in an auction. Give us some key takeaways from the auction. Auctions this time, I, I don't know if I can do an auction right now. I can do drafts, but for some reason, an auction feels a little bit more daunting right now. You know what feels a lot of fun? Well, you have to do an auction on four pieces of paper. Yes. No values, no stats, no nothing. Four pieces of paper, which are the depth charts. That's Those are the crazy. rules of XFL. Thankfully, um, I'm Matt Jones because uh, Don Dricker, who's like the Tom Brady of XFL, retired. <laughs> uh, literally has six titles in XFL. He decided Jeez. he's won enough. He's won the last two, and he gave up his team. And, you got his and I got to take it over. Uh, so, like the outfield stuff you were talking about, uh, you know, he had Dolores Garcia, Randy Rosarena, and Teoscar Hernandez. I traded for uh, Brian Reynolds with uh, DVR and Ryan. Uh, they wanted Brandon Woodruff. Uh, I had, I thought I had enough pitching, so let's make a trade. I wanted the outfielder. Um, so yeah, it was a little weird doing auctions without looking at any numbers at whatsoever. Anything, that's anything. crazy. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was a little rough. Uh, first time because I have always had a laptop, always, uh, and so that was a little strange. Uh, but the, it was a little all over the place because again, it's a dynasty league. You don't have to spend all your money if you don't want to, and a couple teams certainly didn't. Uh, left some money out there, and some other folks were targeting players that they could make a, a multi-year investment in. Whereas I decided, you know, this is the two-time defending champion team, and it still has enough of a core. Let's try it so one more year. Yellow. Yes, I said Leroy Jenkins. So, uh, what were some of the buys you were able to pick up? Do what? What were some of the buys you were able to pick up? Let's see. I picked up uh, Sean Murphy at catcher, uh, going oh for God. a volume dude because, you know, he got 30 games at DH and, yep. and played a ton. And he may only drive in 50 runs hitting cleanup <laughs> for that team, but it is what it is. And picked up Ben Rortvet. Uh, ben see Rortvet. how you know, like, like how I pronounce names properly? Yes. Uh, Rortvet. Uh, and uh, did that. And oh, then uh, I grabbed Yohan Moncada because uh, now that Tony La Russa is out of Chicago, I truly believe we'll see the better Moncada again. Wait, wait, but what Can't is the, the worst what is Moncada? The, yeah. Uh, what is the better Moncada? Like, now I can breathe. Yep. But like Moncada, Moncada wasn't good before Tony Larusa came to town. Well, yes, so like he I, was. I, mean, I didn't have to pay. I paid twelve dollars for it. Not like I had to break right, the fair. bank. That's fair. Paid twelve dollars for Gene Segura, middle infield. I bought like Nick that. Gordon in the outfield. I bought Brandon like Lau at utility. Like that. Yeah. Then I bought uh, John Gray. I won't mention the price. I, I saw uh, that. I saw that one. I saw that one. Charlie Morton and, and, and Pete Fairbanks. Everyone let me have Pete Fairbanks at three bucks. Well, that's How super. Dare that's Pete I'm not talking about good, what I paid for John Gray. <laughs> so what happened with the John Gray bid? Uh, I paid nineteen dollars <laughs> for John Gray. Who pushed you? Ah, yes. Todd Zola bid 18. Multiple okay. people. There's a lot of action. I don't want to talk about I, what I, I mean, bid. I, I like them. I, I wrote them like, up. Was, I like it. Was but. Gosman a keeper at 16? Gosman's a keeper. So you had a few extra bucks built in there. Correct. You factor something like that in when you're auctioning, so now you're a little bit more comfortable with your gray buy 
because of some of the surplus value from Gosman? I mean, honestly, if I knew I was going to get Charlie Morton for $9, I wouldn't have bothered doing the extra money on yeah. it. But it was early. It was early. Yeah, in, you and, never and know. Some of the other prices, the I didn't keep them, but some of the other prices were higher on some of the other guys. So it was one of the guys that, again, you get the depth, you get the sheets, and you're like, okay, I can take a highlighter. And it's a single color highlighter. I can't do any advanced work. So it's like, okay, <laughs> this one, this one, these are the guys that I That's like. Uh, and, yeah, so – it was interesting uh, being in that model uh, as it, a participant. It, if you if you shade your pencil and then do the highlighter over it, that's a crime. A different color is that against the That's rules? a crime. Oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Wow. Apparently, I, I just you know try to break all the rules. Yeah. Jeez. Well, we got a little bit of time. If anybody has any questions, they could. Yes. Yes, yes Miles. Miles gets the first question wherever he went. He's not here. He's not oh, here. No. Because Miles is the hero because he got me Whataburger. Oh, you guys can't see this on a microphone. He Your got me Whataburger. We, we, got a, we got a question right here. Go ahead. I have a Whataburger-related question. Yes. What's in the cup? <laughs> What's in the cup? Ice. Well, what, what else was in there? It was Diet Dr. Pepper. Call me out. Okay, yes. <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper. Hey, hey. Uh, I prefer the, to uh, you, eat my calories. Yeah, not exactly. Drink I mean, I'm drinking a Diet Diet Pepsi right now. It's you know, that, there's nothing wrong with a little diet soda if you want to. Once you eat. hit 50, you got to work on the. Uh, keep I'm, I'm not the 50. dad bod, right? Eno? Well, I have a question. Oh, oh, you got a question. Eno has a question. <laughs> I have lots of questions for Eno. Who pronounces names worse, me you. or Dustin? It's always oh, you. It's, it is clearly you. Get out of here. But I, I I do appreciate Christian Yalik. French. I, I do, too. <laughs> Is that what you're blaming it on? Hey. <laughs> Who misidentifies players in the locker room worse, you or Eno? Uh, definitely me. That's, yeah, for sure. Oh, My Miles is back. Miles, did you have a question? You had the first question. We're in the question segment. I was like, where's Miles? All right. And we already asked about what was in my Whataburger cup, so you lost that one. Oh, don't worry about it. Point the mic at him. Don't ask who the worst pronouncer is. Yeah. No, this is this is a this is a true baseball question. This is a real baseball. Oh, question. wonderful! Yeah, okay. This is a baseball yeah. podcast. So, it's, so it's tonight, kind of. tonight we're at the home run derby. Yes. If we took everyone from first pitch Arizona, mm -hmm. put them on that field, yes, gave them the ideal scenario, composite aluminum bat, perfect pitches, everything you need, we'll be we'll we'll put us up in, in cores even. How many home runs are we as a group hitting? Over under ten. Under. 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 Over under one. Over. Over. The demographic. Someone young. Exactly. I got two. You got two? Eno thinks he's got two. Nick Pollock, the pitcher. Nick Pollock, the pitcher. Oh my God. You guys are so full of shit. It's unbelievable. This is. I got nine. Yeah, no, I probably would just hit like nine, dude. So I'd like just chill out. I'd probably go easy. So I'd only hit nine. Shut the fuck up, all of you. All of your numbers are zero. All of them. Zero. Put fours up. Back there. Where are you guys? 
Put money on zero. I, I, the I, people who did put zero. up numbers are the people who might actually hit them. Yeah, the I, young people in front. I, we do have a younger demographic. I do think there would be some hit, but not by the people no, who I, think I, they I think, hit think there would be. I think there would be more bunts than home runs hit. Probably. Yeah, I'm taking the I think Ariel would probably go yard, though. Softball. I'm talking like composite bat, Brett Phillips pitching lobs. And me nah. hitting from second base. Yeah, nah. well, then <laughs> I could do it. There right. we go. Mm -hmm. the you would mess up your shoulder so I badly. I would. Yeah. It, it, it would be, it would be yeah. rough. Great, great question, Miles. Um, you know, when Jason, when we first came here, what would the answer to that question be with the demographic? Oh, yeah. How many deaths would there be? Yes. We still need to have a wiffle ball tournament. That would be That's fun. That's true. We definitely need to set that up. That's true. We do have a whole afternoon. Maybe we could like run to a Walgreens, perhaps, and uh, get some things figured out. Danielle, yeah. Put a keg on second. <laughs> Put a keg on second. That sounds great. Does anybody else have any questions? I don't believe there are going to be any questions. Mm. You got, got Ariel oh, right here. Ariel. What, the, what, where does uh, Trey Turner go, and what uh, is his contract? And why is it? I mean, I would be very surprised if he didn't end up back with the Dodgers. The I Dodgers think they pay have him. so much money to spend. Yep. And that's the kind of I guy. You, that's think, just the kind of cornerstone. I think they're you pay. a pretty smart organization, and they want someone like Turner up the middle. I don't think they want to spend that money on Judge, uh, who probably isn't going to necessarily age super well uh, to begin with. So, I would be really surprised if Turner didn't end up back there. I think the the dark horse team that might be really interesting uh, for for Turner is the Cubs because the Cubs have a lot of money. They let all those guys go. Uh, there's been talk that they want uh, you know a, a premier shortstop. They could go for Correa, but um, yeah, I think Turner ends up back with the I Dodgers. Do too. Jason, do you think so too? Yeah, I mean when you get to that level of salary, there's like three teams you That's can true go too. to. Eno has something to say. He's pawing oh, at the mic. This question is for Justin Mason only. Yeah. Uh, who will the Giants sign when they finally get off their damn asses and sign a free agent? Um, My name is Ken. Nine seven three. I I don't know. Did that we just patch into KNBR. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that the the. I don't know that he asked who the Giants are going to sign. Um, who does? <laughs> like who the who the big guy? I don't know that the Giants are gonna sign a big guy. I what? I think the, the I think the Giants have a a really kind of uh, meticulous long term plan, and I think the hundred in seven game season or hundred seven win season last year Was kind it of Stone Cold fluke. Well, it kind of came out of nowhere, and I think it I think it's put pressure from the fans to kind of ramp up this rebuild a little bit quicker. But I think Farhan is a really smart guy. He he knows what he's doing and I think he's got a long term plan. I don't think he I don't I think you're gonna see more of the kind of contracts we've seen from them, which is short term Boring. things that they can flip. Dansby? Um no I don't think it'll be Dansby. I no, no I, so not Aaron Judge. No, I, I don't think Aaron Judge ends up I don't think Aaron Judge ends up a giant. I think he goes back to New York. I think that no, I don't think you're going to see any of that. They still have Crawford anyway. Yeah, they've, they've got Crawford for another year. I think they're going to continue to do what they've been doing, continue to make this farm system good. I do. I do think it's the right plan. I, I, you're not going to compete with the Padres and the Dodgers right now 
with the way things are set up. And oh, wait, wait, wait. you said the San Francisco Giants cannot compete financially with the Padres. I just no, 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 put, just, not financially. I think, that, I think talent you just wise. said that. Talent wise, sure I mean, you just said that. The, the, there, there's a there's Stop a big talent discrepancy between those teams, and I think the Giants are building the right way. They want to build oh, no, long term. Mm-hmm. Who did it? Nick. <laughs> all right. All right. I think we got to wrap this up. No, no. Let's keep this going, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I love you guys. No. It's fine. No, it's no, fine. No, no it is time. It's been an hour. No, I want to go another three I love you guys. I love you guys amazing. so much. It's I'm so, going to go. I'm, no. I'm going to bow out then. I'm so happy to see you guys. I have so much you. fun when I see you guys. <laughs> We're not ending because it's you. It's, an, it's been an hour. We're ending know, because okay, it's you. Right. It's been, it's We're totally ending because it's you. Makes sense. It's been our time. Oh, we have 13 oh. minutes. Uh, we gotta get around the here. wife says we have 13 more minutes. Why? Because it goes to 11. Hey. Have we had round 28 yet? Danielle, just a reminder I'm the only one you like. It's fine. He's the only one Danielle likes. I'm the only one Danielle likes, anyhow, yeah, right? That's right. She doesn't like her husband. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I hope the mic picked up. I hope so, too. Yeah, you really wanted did. to keep it going. Yeah, I, I, I really... Justin, you know what I was saying to him at the same moment she said that? She doesn't like her husband. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's at... It's at for those wow, he you know, picked up on the subtext it, there. It, it, no, before she said it. It's amazing. It. <laughs> it's amazing in this sea of a thousand people that we still have that we can even hear or see the back my wife in the back. Um, but uh, does anybody else have any other questions like, other than my marital status? Jack Flaherty. I think that Flaherty is the perfect guy to draft in a very shallow format, uh, in a format where there's replacement on the waiver wire. He, I, I, I had my ranks today in the draft. I had him ranked at pitcher fi- starting pitcher fifty eight, um, and starting pitcher fifty nine went. Starting pitcher sixty went. Starting pitcher seventy went. Starting pitcher seventy five went, and I still couldn't pull the trigger. Um, and it's because it's a fifteen team league. It's draft and hold, which means you cannot drop guys or pick guys up to replace. But if you're playing in a ten team or a twelve team Yahoo or ESPN league. There's going to be guy. you're going to find, you know, the next year's John Gray or whatever on the waiver wire anyways. Cody Morris will be out there, those kind of guys. And if he's injured, you can stash him on the IL. If he's just not good, you can drop him. Um, but if you're playing in a deeper format, I'm staying away. It just I think it's too dangerous of a proposition because it's really been two years since he's been good. Like, at th- this point, we have to just go, I think he needs to prove it. Jason, what do you think about Jack Flair? Any similar idea? Uh, is yes, a very similar idea. Uh, yeah, there's nothing I can add to that. Honestly, okay. it's exactly the same approach I would take, especially in, when you have to in draft and holds. Um, I would be fading him yeah. Uh, yeah, right I, now. I just can't bank on anything because we're talking about his very, very limited body of work since the amazing 2019 season. Yeah, yeah, the upsides there with Flaherty. But uh, Jason, do you, or I mean Justin, do you think you're going to move him down your rankings because of that, or just? For I think I have to. Like, I mean. Yeah. Um, I kept I see him I because I use your rankings. You get yeah. a printed copy for me. Yeah, and I saw you him sniped me on there. a number of guys because of that. It's, it was it awesome. Was really awful. 
yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to have to move him down my ranks. Uh, and uh, for those of you who, who have my ranks on the Patreon, uh, I'll be doing a massive update when I get back uh, to, uh, to California on Tuesday. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I like these early drafts. I know there are a lot of people who hate early drafts. But I like it because it really tests what I think, right? Mm-hmm. I, it's easy for me to rank a guy like Jack Flaherty at 58 and go, this is what I think, and then get into the draft and be like, Oops, uh, I, I just took that. my 73rd starter over him. How do I rationalize that? Yeah. And I can rationalize by saying, like I said, in a standard ESPN or a standard Yahoo league, I would probably take Jack Flaherty over you know, Tyler Molly or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But in uh and maybe tyler molly's a bad example honestly or <laughs> bailey ober i think is a really good example because i i did i think i did take bailey ober even though i have bailey ober ranked lower uh but that's because i feel a lot more confident that bailey ober is going to get to 120 or 130 140 innings than jack flaherty now if jack flaherty gets to 140 innings i feel like i just got a steal right but what do you throw like Seven innings last. I don't, I don't even know off the top of my head. Like he, he didn't throw many. Uh, he threw seventy eight. No, no. I'm there. sorry. He threw. Well, I can't read without glasses. Oh. I'm not trying to. Even God, we're so old. Uh, uh, he threw thirty six. Yeah. Thirty six so, innings like, for Flaherty. Yeah, that's that's just not much. No, the there, thing, but you don't have to pay for it this year. So like, if you are a Flaherty believer, right, this is the time because the price attached to it makes it really, really attractive, right? If if he does get to back back to that point where he's an SP two, you oh, know, no. you just got a guy who's going around like you know SP seventy, and th- that makes an SP two. But it's really hard, especially in a draft and old format, because you you can't take zeros. And I feel like yeah, you're gonna in you try to with, mitigate with the the guys with the higher risk of, of and I'd already taken sale zeros. Yeah, and, and so like sale. I definitely could, couldn't pair couldn't really sale pair the two of them. Anybody else have any questions? I got one for y'all. Uh, what was more entertaining, the girls last night or Eno tonight? Uh, all right, I just wanted to confirm. <laughs> I wanted to. I had. I had decided like this. Didn't know if you saw this like scary oh no look on my face because before I came out here, uh, my mom was like, "Hey, what are you doing out in Arizona?" I reminded her. She goes, "So, can I listen to that podcast?" I'm like. Yeah, sure. I'll give you a copy of it after. I just yeah, realized I can't give her a copy. No. Of <laughs> I no. need to find. You know what, Bubba? I'm gonna send her the one I was on with you last night. Like that's all I did, yeah, Mom. I was on no other podcast. Disclaimer in front of this. One. Yeah, I, mean, this is, uh, I just realized there's no way I could give but, her this I mean, podcast. If, if, Who was that guy? If you. <laughs> If you are, are why you, did you let that vagrant in? If you're listening to the podcast after the fact, right? If you're not in Arizona listening to this live, like the group of ten thousand people, a lot of people Whoa, just walked it re- in. It really, a lot of people just walked in. Ten thousand people right now. Um, I think you can tell by just the crowd noise how fun it is at First Pitch Arizona, and why you should make it a priority to get out yes. here next year because it has just been an absolute blast. Uh, really want to thank everybody who came out, all ten thousand of you, to watch the live podcast tonight. Uh, it's uh, you know this is one of my favorite weekends of the year. It's like right up there with Tout Weekend, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it's it's, it's well worth coming out and uh, spending you know three, four, five days 
with some fantasy baseball nerds because it is just yeah it's just it's a blast. It, yeah it's Ooh, absolutely the best you mm-hmm. you know you know left a beer for Jason anybody else here as we finish up any other questions great two of them just sitting here <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wow wow okay on that note we're gonna wrap up thank you so much for listening justin good talking with you jason great being with you talk to you guys later yeah i'm glad it was your buffer yeah (laughs) over here tonight all right